Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, y'all, we, uh, we're wrapping up a message series today called The Inconvenience of Connection. And if you haven't been here, it's no problem. Uh, you can catch up on the on the message series and everything else we have on the podcast as well as uh, YouTube if it's something you wanna uh, you wanna go check out. But in this in this series, what we've done is we've taken a few weeks to talk about this idea of how connection, real connection, okay, uh, meaningful, valuable connection, is inconvenient. The people around us the ones that matter, if we look at that relationship, there are moments of inconvenience. It takes time. It takes intentionality. And if we look at our faith, wherever you are on your journey of faith, whether you're just starting out or you're kind of trying to find your way back or you're really uh, on a great place with your faith, I think what you might find is as you look at the places where your faith has grown and has come through inconvenience, So if we maybe challenge ourselves, or just for the next 20 minutes or so that we're together, if we let ourselves think this, think, okay, well, maybe inconvenience, while, you know, the definition of inconvenience is it's not comfortable, it's not part of what we want to do, maybe, maybe those moments of inconvenience can be good for us. They can be good for our faith, good for our relationship. So you don't need to agree with me your whole life, but for the, just for that moment, let's say you agree with that premise, okay? What I want to talk about today as we wrap up this series is how I want you to be inconvenient. You know, for the past few weeks, we talked about these inconvenient things that happen to us and how they can grow our faith. But what about, what about you being an inconvenience? Is anyone terrified of being an inconvenience to the people in their life? You don't want to be a burden. You don't like telling people your problems. You don't want to, you know, okay, a few brave souls then. The rest of you didn't want to be an inconvenience by raising your hand, probably. <laughs> I feel that way, right? I, I don't want to be a bother. I'm not trying to burden people with, you know, what I want to say or with my problems or all the attention I want. You know, I'm not trying to burden people with that most of the time. But what if, what if we, at least for the, for the rest of the time we're here today, kind of jumped on this premise of when you are inconvenient to the people around you, can it grow your faith? Can it grow their faith? So I want to start off, usually I don't start off this way, but I want to give you something to remember or or, or write down or take a picture or however you do it. Being an inconvenience is how a real relationship is built. And I'm going to say, and I I, I don't like to make absolute statements, but here it is. It's the only way that a real meaningful relationship is built is by you choosing to be an inconvenience. You choosing to be an inconvenience in that person's life. If you think about it, if you think about maybe you're in a romantic relationship right now. Ooh, you love him? You love her? If you're in a romantic relationship, there was some part at the beginning of that relationship where you chose to be an inconvenience. You were pursuing on some level. Texting when you didn't know if it was too early. When are you supposed to text? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, really. Calling when you didn't know if you were supposed to call. Sending a message. Sending 10 memes a day, 20 memes a day. 
whatever your record is. There's a little bit of an inconvenience that you were. And you know why you chose to be an inconvenience in that romantic relationship is because, and it's okay if you're not in a romantic relationship. You've seen movies, so just try, try to stay along with me here. It's because that relationship mattered to you. There was something there that was worth you taking the risk. We talked about taking a risk in week one of this series. There was something there that you deemed worthy of taking a risk for that connection and say, I am going to be inconvenient. I'm going to be inconvenient to this person because they matter to me. There is something here that matters to me, so I am going to be an inconvenience. That's one of the hardest things to do is to choose to be an inconvenience. So maybe it's not a romantic relationship. Maybe it's a strong friendship that you have. Maybe for you, it's your relationship with God. I know not everybody thinks the way I do. But there have been times in my life where I feel that I am an inconvenience to God, right? I, I would hear when I would go to church, people would say, well, you know, if you have a problem, just pray, you know, just pray to God. God wants to hear your prayers. And I'm like, God wants to hear about all of my problems, all of them? Should I just save, like, the big ones because he's busy? You know, I don't know why I think God's always so busy. I really do think that, though. And so I would think, like, well, I'm not trying to be an inconvenience. I mean, God has so many other things to worry about, and there's so many other people that are worse off than me, and there's so many other problems in the world. I'm not trying to be an inconvenience. Sorry to be a bother. And maybe you feel that way sometimes, and maybe you don't. That's okay. But, I, but, but as I look at my journey of faith, as I look at the places where my faith has grown, I see areas, moments, eras of inconvenience where things did not go my way where i really needed help in my faith right i really needed hope and sometimes i would get to this point of desperation where it wouldn't matter to me if god was busy do you see what i'm saying it wouldn't matter to me if God was busy doing other things because I really needed something from him. I really needed hope, right? I really needed love. I really needed to, be, needed to be reminded that I was seen and known and loved. And in those times, I chose to be an inconvenience to God. And whether God thinks I'm inconvenient or not is not the point. Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if someone thinks you're inconvenient or not. Because that's never your perspective, it's what they think. Your perspective is what you are thinking. And so no matter if someone loves you or not, wants you to bother them or not, or is busy or not, that's not up to you. It's up to you to choose to be inconvenient if that relationship matters to you. It's up to you to choose to be inconvenient if you want your faith to grow. And we can see this in all areas of our life. And so I want to read a, uh, a particular verse this morning out of the book of Mark. And it's, uh, I always like stories that, uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to walk you through what we're going to read here. But there's, there's four Gospels, okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are kind of the, the accounts of, of Jesus when he was on earth and some of the things he did and the people that he talked to and some of the miracles that he was a part of and, and his teachings and this kind of thing, okay? And each of the four stories, the four accounts, some of them have overlapping stories, some of them told in slightly different ways, and so we kind of get these different perspectives of the same event. 
Now, this particular story I'm going to read here shows up in a few uh, uh, other Gospels. I think it's also in Matthew and also in Luke. But we're going to read it out of Mark. Okay, so we're going to read the book of Mark, and we're going to read chapter 5. Now, I want to set up the story, so I'm going to read a little bit of it to you, and then we'll jump into verse uh, 32 here in a bit. But I'm going to read starting from verse 21. This is a fun story. Get ready. Jesus got into a, nope, that's not right. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves while I figure this out. Oh, yeah, okay, this is fun. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, maybe you've heard this story before, she thought to herself, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? And here's what we'll pick up in verse 32. But he, talking about Jesus, but he kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. So much juice in this. We have someone, this woman, who has been suffering for years, who had exhausted her money, her savings, trying to end this suffering, trying to understand what was going on, trying to stop it, trying to get healed, and nothing had come from it. I can imagine her being in this place of desperation, this place of I have nothing else left. And she chose to be an inconvenience. Because if, if I put myself in her shoes, and I know, I know not everybody's like me, if I put myself in her shoes and her sandals, whatever they were wearing, and I'm watching Jesus, I, Jesus is coming through, I hear Jesus is coming into town, Jesus is coming to town. And he's got his disciples around him, and there's a big buzz around Jesus, and there's a lot of drama, and it's tense, and people are after him, but he's also doing amazing things. And you can imagine if Jesus, if I said Jesus is going to come through, he's going to be at the San Marcos River this afternoon, how many people would be there? How many people, right? How many people would be there just to see what was going on? And then then who, who would dare to get up close to him and actually ask for something? And this woman gets to this place of desperation and says to herself, I have nothing else. There's nothing else that I can do about this. So if I can just get close to him, if I can just touch his robe, if I can force myself into this faith, if I can force myself into his proximity, if I can force myself to be next to him, then maybe, just maybe, I can be healed. There is such power in that. And what we see at the end of this story, 
is her daring enough, her being brave enough, her, cho- her choosing to be an inconvenience, and that's barely an inconvenience, right? Because she didn't ask him for anything. She didn't go talk to him. She just kind of did a, just touch the robe, you know? Oh, lift a foot, touch the robe, whatever she did. But Jesus knew. Jesus was there. He was in it. He could feel it. He could tell. And probably, probably he already knew who did. You know, judging from some of the things Jesus knows about life and people, he probably already knew. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he did. But I think it's fun for me. It's fun to imagine that he already knew. It's fun to imagine that he already knew. Here's why. Because if he already knew what he was doing is giving her an opportunity to voice it, giving her an opportunity to own it. You see, it's one thing to have faith, to believe. It's another thing to voice it, right? It's one thing to think somebody or to think something about somebody. Let's say you're you're with somebody and they tell you, well, you know that I love you all the time, right? Well, yeah, but it's different when they say I love you. Something changes in us. Something activates in us when we say it. So I think it's fun to think that Jesus already knew who did it. And, a lot, and this, this, it gave this woman this opportunity to come out and be even braver and speak what happened. Speak what she thought. Speak what she hoped. And my favorite part about this story is watch what Jesus says, or is recorded as saying, I should say. Watch what Jesus is recorded as saying right here. Verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. I think that's so interesting. And maybe I'm taking it farther than it needs to go. But I think it's so interesting, the wording there, is that he doesn't say, I made you well. I have healed you. You are now healed because of me. What he says is, your faith has made you well. That's how powerful your faith can be. If her faith in what she expected to, for Jesus to do, what she expected an interaction for Jesus to be like, you see what I'm saying? Her faith created that. Her choosing to be an inconvenience and push herself through the crowd and dare to take Jesus' healing power without even asking him, that faith healed her. It says so right here. Jesus said, your faith has healed you. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. You know, I talk a lot about the, the, the kind of faith that God gives us. It's, it's a very empowering faith. Right, it's not like God will we'll, we'll give you like little drops of faith and like, okay, that's enough for now. Take it easy. It's just to you know have one day ahead of you. Take it easy. That's not the kind of faith that God gives out. It's a burst of faith, and it's it's an empowering faith where you can own your faith. It, it it's yours. And so I love this here. I love this dynamic here because Jesus says your faith has saved. Your faith in what you believed would happen, that's what healed you. That's what took care of this. And it's almost like he's like, I'm just happy to be a part of it. (laughs) I 
Like there's so much in that. I, I don't know what you're, what you're dealing with in your life right now, what kind of situation you're, you're, you're facing. Maybe everything's good right now and you need to just put this in your back pocket for later. Or maybe you're in the middle of a mess right now. And you're at the point where you are desperate for something. You're at the point where you need something to happen. And maybe you need to be bold enough, maybe you need to be brave enough, maybe you need to be a little bit like this woman and say, I need to push through the crowd, and maybe it's the crowd of your problems, right? You're pushing through the crowd of your objections. You're pushing through the crowd of your excuses. You need to push through the crowd and say, I'm going to come up to God, and I'm going to expect, I'm going to believe, I'm going to trust, I'm going to have faith of what God can do in my life. Why can't he do it? Why can't he? He didn't even need to see this woman for her life to be changed. He didn't even know she was there for her life to be changed. Do you see what I'm saying? Even if you think God can't hear you, let's say God can't hear you. Let's say God is busy. God's as busy as I think he is, right? He's, you know, twirling planets or, you know, whatever God's doing up in his office. Let's say he's so, so busy that he doesn't have time for your prayers. If we're anything like this woman, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if he's busy. It doesn't matter if he's busy because her faith is what changed her. Do you see that? Her faith in him is what changed her. She could have gone the rest of her life without talking to Jesus. If he wouldn't have stopped and said, who touched me, it wouldn't have mattered because her faith already healed her. See how empowering this faith is that we can have? Whatever is going on in your life, your faith can change that. Your faith can help you through that onto the next step. If you're willing, if you're willing to choose to be inconvenient to God, the relationships you have in your life can grow. They can change. They can get better. If you're willing to be inconvenient, I wonder in your life, who pops up in your mind where you say, I think I need to be inconvenient to that person. I think I need to reach out to them. I'm not talking about stalking them or, you know, if they've already said, you know, I'm not into you or whatever. I'm not talking about that. Easy. (laughs) If they've blocked you, that is a message, okay? I'm talking about reaching out to people, reminding them that they matter. Even if you told them yesterday. Even if you told him last week, be inconvenient. Because when you're inconvenient, it lets people know that they're loved. I'm telling you. I'm telling you from firsthand experience. It lets people know that they're loved. I wrote a few things down uh, that I want to share with you. First one is this. Inconvenience is the way to genuine connections. Inconvenience is the way to genuine connections because the messiness of life's interruptions, that's where we truly find each other. If you think about it, think about the strong relationships you have in your life. Why is it so strong? Where were those bonds created? I bet, I bet those bonds were created when something terrible happened to one of you or both of you. When something terrible happened to your, somebody in your friend group. And a bond was created because we all dealt with it together. We talk a lot here about the heart, uh, at the heart about the messiness of life, the mess that your life is, the mess that my life is. 
And it's in that mess that we find each other, that we find who we really are and discover who we really are and then get to love each other for who we really are. And if we can dare, if we can dare to do that with God, to let God see us in our mess, to let him in in our mess, I wonder the bond that we can create with our God, the faith that can grow from that. And I'm not talking about, you know, the God, you know, the God of omnipotence who's everywhere and can see everything and he already knows. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about inviting him in. You see the difference? It's one thing for somebody to see what's going on in your life. It's another thing for you to invite them in to be a part of what's going on in your life. And that's what I'm talking about. That's where our faith, that's where our life begins to change is we invite that in. Something else I wrote down for you is this. Convenience, your comfort zone. Okay, convenience may bring us together momentarily. It can, it will. Your comfort zone helps you to feel, anybody guess? Comfortable. So convenience may bring us together momentarily, but it's through inconvenience that we learn to truly stand by and with one another. Life is not built and grown when things are easy. Those things are fun and those memories are great. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have good times and let's just all have bad times so we can get stronger together. <laughs> But if we think about the moments in our faith journey that we have grown, the moments in our relationships that have grown, that inconvenience is what powers those things. That's why I want you to be inconvenient. I want you to be inconvenient to God. I want you to be inconvenient to the people that you love. And it's going to take you pushing past the fear of being a burden. Absolutely. It's going to take you, it's going to take you choosing to, to look past the fear of being a bother. Definitely. But is the relationship worth it? Is that love worth it? Is that faith worth it? I think it is. I think it is. Last thing I wrote down for you is this. A convenient faith might make you feel good. But an inconvenient faith prepares you for the ups and downs of life. And you know, and I wanna, I wanna feel happy and comfortable and safe and good as much as anybody else. So most of the time, I'm really looking forward to a convenient day, <laughs> right? I hope this next interaction with this person is super convenient for me. I hope this thing that I'm praying to God about just comes out really convenient for what I want. It's what a prayer is, is praying for what you want God to do, what you want to experience. But an inconvenient faith, a faith that makes you question, a faith that makes you search, a faith that challenges you, that prepares you for the highs and the lows. And I'm not trying to speak evil over your life, right? I'm not trying to say there's bad days ahead, but there are going to be bad days ahead. 
They're going to be sad days ahead. They're going to be days when you feel unseen, when you feel unloved. There's going to be days where you're tired and exhausted. And you don't have time to pray. You don't have time to be inconvenienced. You don't have time to reach out to people because you got your own problems. Am I right? So in those times, wouldn't it be nice? In those times, wouldn't it be powerful? Wouldn't it be empowering if we had a faith that could carry us not just through the best of times, not just through the highs, not just when life is convenient and life is gravy? What if we had a faith that could carry us through the lowest of times, so when our darkest times? That's the kind of faith we can be empowered to have. That's the kind of faith I see in this woman here, in this woman who walks boldly to Jesus. And you could probably make an argument that there was nothing bold in it, right? She didn't ask it. She didn't talk to him. She didn't beg him to be healed. But I love the faith of, I don't need Jesus to say anything. I, I don't need God to do anything. I don't need God to, you know, to put a put a sign out in the in the clouds in the universe or you know in my you know my cereal. I don't need God. To, I, I just I'm just gonna trust that if I can get close to Him, I'll be healed. If I can get close to Him, I'll be okay. If I can get close to Him, then I can move forward in my life. And what we see is, that's exactly what got to happen. It's because she was brave enough to get close, because she was brave enough to push through. Not only does she get healed, but she gets to find out that it was her faith, her boldness, her choice to be inconvenient that made it all happen. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for you this morning. And I want to challenge you. Not every week I challenge you, but today I want to. I want to challenge you, if you so dare, to be an inconvenience this week. Maybe for you it's going to be an inconvenience. You want to be uh, an inconvenience to somebody in your life. You want to remind them that they're loved, remind them that they're seen. Or maybe for you this week you need to be an inconvenience to God and quit not quite praying for that thing that you want, not quite praying for that thing you need, and just be bold and be an inconvenience. So with all of your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you're going to choose to be an inconvenience this week, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. Okay, put it down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for who you are, for what you have done. We're grateful for the empowered faith that we have, that we're able to step into. I pray this week that we would be bold, that we would have courage when we choose to be inconvenient. You'd help us to push past our fear of being a bother, push past our fear of being a burden. And we would take a chance to grow our faith, take a chance to grow love, take a chance to heal. So we love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church 
forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.